Poopyogies in the house, I'm sure of it, somewhere. Oh, that's kind of scary. Poopyogies in the house, somewhere. But Poopyogi in the house. Welcome to Little House on the Scary, episode 11. 11. 11. That is a prime number. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes it it's is. It's my favorite number. Actually, did you know that I oh, see, God. this is true, on the clock, I always see 1111. Really? At least once a day. No more than two times a day. <laughs> That's good because but I more do. than that would be problematic. Yeah. Very, bizarre. Very bizarre. Twelve is my favorite number, so I'm right next to your favorite number. Mine's sixty-nine, son. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> listeners. So, a couple of things up front. Uh, we did put out a very random uh, one-year anniversary episode. Um, which was really fun. We just surprised our neighbors when they were over for dinner. One night. We <laughs> had all podcast. we had all uh, been drinking for several hours prior to the sticking my cell phone in front of everybody, um, and uh, so that that's up on the World Wide Web's, and it would be cool if everybody listened to that. It was you know it was an enlightening conversation yeah, about good, what movies scares. It took scare me a couple them. weeks to get it uploaded, so it didn't upload as our first anniversary, but. It's the thought that counts. And then I somehow accidentally uh, deleted uh, last episode, episode 10, um, which was focused on The Conjuring 3, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. But I'll put that back up on the web. Um, I got it ready to go, and I will get that back up in rocking as soon as the van stops a knocking. Mm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So welcome. Welcome to episode 11. Let's check in. Ladies, um, let's try to see how everybody's doing. It's been a while besides our uh, impromptu. And I have to say, congratulations on a one-year anniversary, officially. I know. It's yeah. really good. We've we've put out um, nearly an episode a month, and I'm ve- we're very proud of that. And um, as I mentioned in the, the little anniversary episode. episode, that we have almost one new like per week. One new friend per week, almost. Yeah. 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 Almost. The statistics are kind of hard to gauge. Um, I know you can get apps that will tell us exactly all the different platforms that we're on and exactly like everything that, you know, the how many followers we have. But we, we're getting a pretty good amount. We're, we're growing in a healthy way. We're growing in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like me. <laughs> growing. Outward. Not. <laughs> Upward. Not we're all upward. still alive <laughs> a year later. That's true. Yes. That's good. Everybody's mm-hmm. healthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Scaryantula. Is it Scaryantula? Is it Tatarantula? Whichever one it is. Tatarantula, Scaryantula. <laughs> I was going to say, Tatarantula and I are healthy and we're running together. Well, you run. I I plod along. Or a trot. A trot. <laughs> but we're out there regularly. and uh, We are. That's saunter. true. I've gotten faster. Which is not to say fast, but faster. (laughs) 
So, listeners, if anybody's in the neighborhood and you see two girls running, please approach them. One and, really fast um, and one really slow. <laughs> please approach them and say, I love your podcast. Did um, I tell you the other day this woman saw me running and she's like, you're doing so great. It's so hard what you're doing. And I was like, oh, geez, how bad do I look? <laughs> and Cheyennegan's got athlete. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Yeah, I get sympathy. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I must look really bad. <laughs> so to connect to our other listeners, we don't have any particular shout outs to give out uh, this time, but I'd like to give a, a hearty out of the blue shout out to Mr. Matt Burke of Have Gun Will Travel for um, continuing to listen to the podcast and commenting and it's great support. It's good support knowing that you're in the world, Matt. Oh, hi, Matt. Thanks, Thanks so Matt. much. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to mention, it is October. It is the High Holy Month, as far as I'm concerned, and I am doing my annual 31 Days of Horror, and you can find it on the Little House on the Scary Podcast Instagram page. Um, that's at Little House on the Scary Podcast. And uh, I'm basically watching a horror movie every day um and so i'm basically following this this i'm following the 31 days of halloween horror challenge from nightmare on film street the instagram page and it, it it's different every day and they basically just provide you with a, a theme that that i'm following and so I, I post that to most of the most of the instagram posts i post so people can follow as well the different uh, the different themes that i'm going with today tonight is Favorite director. So, oh, who's your favorite director? I don't know. Damian McCarthy? I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's, oh, that's the that's director the of director. the movie we're talking <laughs> that's about. That's this film's director. Oh, uh, Peruvian <laughs> Nightmare. Um, so anyways, check us out on Instagram at Little House on the Scary Podcast. And then you can also follow the ones I'm doing on Letterboxd as well. And so that's at Nigel Nightmare on Letterboxd. If you're interested in following the flicks i give very 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 rudimentary reviews on the letterboxd unless they're particularly terrible and then uh, i give a longer review <laughs> <laughs> which really has i've i've gotten some gems i've gotten some gems this uh this season so i'm pretty psyched about that so let me ask you mr notes um every year on the 31st you watch the exorcist uh, what is your theme this year let me check the theme for the 31st is All Hallows' Eve. So I don't know what that means, but I'm going to watch The Exorcist. I mean, that the 31st is All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. yeah. It's Halloween. Like, yeah, so, I guess it's just you do you. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. And our uh, one of our sometime listeners, Mr. Mike, is going to come over and watch it with us. He wants to watch The Exorcist with me. He's never seen it, and he wants to watch it with oh, me. Oh, so. does he get scared easily? I don't know. He doesn't watch horror movies. Oh, man, so. this is going to scare him. <laughs> I didn't find The Exorcist to be very scary. Anyway, yeah, anyway. I thought it was scary. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> so the focus of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, is the movie Caveat. From 2020, directed and edited and written by Damian McCarthy. <laughs> That goddamn printer. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, boy. Calibrating. It's haunted. That printer is haunted. No. The focus of the evening is... 
<laughs> caveat from either 2020 or 2021. <laughs> We've seen two different sources, uh, but Damian McCarthy wrote it, edited, directed it, and it is a, here's a basic synopsis from IMDb. Caveat is a 2020 Irish horror film written, directed, and edited by Damian McCarthy in his feature directorial debut. It stars Jonathan French as Isaac, a drifter suffering from partial memory loss who accepts a job to look after a psychologically disturbed woman in a house on a secluded island. So that's exactly what happens, and uh, hilarity ensues. I have a few days' work for you if you're interested. Doing what? Babysitting. My brother died last year. He had a daughter, Olga. She keeps going out to the house where he dies. The place is in the middle of nowhere, and I don't like the idea of her being out there on her own. So 200 a day. Just to go to the house and keep her company. That's it. There's got to be more to it than that. You didn't say anything about the house being on an island. Come on. What's the big deal? Does anyone know you're here? Barrett said he killed himself. In the basement. There's someone down there. Are you going to tell anyone what I asked you to do? She was mad. I wouldn't do something like this. Tarantula's pick. Yes. And this was actually her second pick. Yes. <laughs> so, and we provided her with a second pick because, uh, unfortunately, her first pick was atrocious. So uh, bad. So Aren't if, we generous to give her a second chance? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You so didn't generous. fire her. No, no. I thought Not about it for time. a second. But what was your first pick? <sighs> okay. So, my first pick was Malignant. Right. And I, I fell for the slick marketing. On and Netflix. On, no, it was on HBO. 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 Thanks, Uncle Peter. Thanks, Uncle Peter. Um, and and it because it was directed by the same guy who directed The Conjuring. And I was oh, like, yeah, okay, this, right. this is going to be good, right? Like the first Conjuring? The first the, Conjuring. Oh. Yeah, the first Conjuring. So I was like, this is going to be good. And the trailer's deceptive. Yeah, they looked good. It looked good. It looked good. Yeah. 
Um, but it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, a terrible movie. Really ter- I think the problem is is that it, this is all about expectations, right? Yeah. I think if if I had gone into it with different expectations, I think I read somewhere that it's meant to be like a parody of you know, certain type of like 1970s exploitation film, you know, like, and if you approached it from that point of view, rather than like the conjuring idea where you expected something that was actually scary, you know, or thoughtful, right? Uh, Or had some depth. Yeah. (laughs) But this movie was not that. I could see it as a parody, but it didn't come off as a parody. No, it came off it as a not. movie that was trying really, really hard. Well, and so then the 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 scene, like the crux of the movie, like the main scene where you actually see what what is malignant. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be like this moment of horror, right? And we laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's straight like, up. We laugh. Stupid. It was. It was just. There's no way. I don't know how anyone who watches it can't laugh at it. Yeah. It's now a running joke Ridiculous. with us. Um, <laughs> yeah. And of course, like. The characters in the movie react with horror and so then you're completely out of sync with what's happening in the movie you know and so i yeah it was just not a not a good movie (laughs) not not well done like so in your face like there's no subtlety to it whatsoever yeah it was really bad i mean the creature effects were interesting from the aspect of like being practical effects but other than that it was an incredibly bad movie it was so bad Anyway, so you like humanoids again. of the deep type. Oh my yeah. god, that is a really smart movie. It's, it's a brilliant, uh, in-depth, yeah. deep cinematic masterpiece, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. But we're not talking about <laughs> that movie. We are mm-hmm. talking about your pick number two, yeah, so my which pick is number caveat, two, which is a much better pick. I'm, you know, I was very pleased with my second. Pick. Well, tell us why you picked it. Well, so I'm a big fan of haunted house stories for sure and that it struck this movie struck me as like a good kind of haunted house story you know this and it has a little bit of everything in it right it has amnesia and like a scary stuffed animal and a disturbed young woman and an isolated house chains um and a you know mysterious deaths and so i thought i thought it sounded very intriguing yeah and so something completely different from Malignant. Like you couldn't get more different <laughs> from Malignant. <laughs> and then also <laughs> like you don't hear a lot about Irish horror, right? right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Irish horror. Let's let's go mm. for it. Um, and so, th- so that's why I picked it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, Did it was... fill your craving for the haunted house? Yes. It scared the crap out of me. Le- legitimately, I went home and slept with the lights on. <laughs> but it's not really a ha- haunted house film. I mean, it is. It, it is. is. For sure. For sure it is. Really? There are things in the house that are haunting the house. There are things that are happening in the house that are unexplained. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. are we going to do like a longer um, <clears throat> synopsis? Would you like to fill us in? Yeah, on I mean, what exactly for sure, happens? for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so what happens is this guy has amnesia, right? And so we, we come into this knowing nothing. I mean, the first scene is a young woman walking through the house holding this super creepy bunny. And the bunny will occasionally start drumming all a on bunny its own. Toy, not a, a bunny toy, not a live bunny. Not a live bunny, yeah. Thank you for clarifying, <laughs> Shayanigans. A, bu- a bunny toy. And it's got these giant like human-like eyes it's super creepy like whoever created this bunny deserves an award yeah right for sure it's a great it's a great it's a character in the film mm-hmm. i think i read a review on the guardian that said give the bunny a bafta yes <laughs> you know? i'll be discussing that actual <laughs> review <laughs> 
so um so that's the opening scene is that she's walking through and the bunny is you know you know every time the bunny you know starts drumming she moves forward and so it's she's like using it as a dowsing rod or to find something we don't know what and and the, the bunny finally stops in front of this wall starts drumming in front of this wall and the girl starts like cutting the wall um and we don't see what what the result of that is and then it cuts to you know the this guy these two men talking in an office and it, it appears that one of them has amnesia the other one is a friend of his from before but he doesn't remember him he's telling him he's got a job for him you know the guy with amnesia is down on his luck like he's he seems to be you know really hard up he needs the money he needs the job it's you know to take care of the other guy's niece who's in her 20s like a grown woman but apparently she's mentally disturbed her father had just committed suicide out at their isolated house um, and she insists on living out there by herself and her uncle doesn't want her to be alone and so he hires this guy to go out there and be with her um, for like four days or five something. days something yeah, like that something like right that. he doesn't want her to be i mean the whole thing sounds super sketchy and i get a lot of criticism of this movie is that there's like these giant plot holes like why would this guy agree to do this you know but but you have to realize too this guy that you know jonathan french's character is he's he's like brain damaged he has amnesia he had an accident he doesn't remember a lot of things i think he's yeah, he's in a, I don't know, he's kind of in a fugue state. He seemed like yeah. his eyes and are he was little, hard up. He needed yeah, money. He yeah, he needed money. And this guy like said, I'm job. a friend of yours. We were friends. You know, you may not remember, but we were friends. And so, but anyway, they go out to this house and the house happens to be in the middle of a lake, right? The guy, Jonathan French's character doesn't know how to swim. Like you think, okay, now he's going to turn around and go back. It's not worth the money, but he still gets in the boat and he goes across <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, they walk through the house and then he's like, oh, and there's one more thing. You have to, you know, wear this like, basically like this, like, I don't know. This it's like a leather vest. harness. Yeah, it's like yeah, a leather harness, harness. A leather harness, right? Um, that goes around. His, it's like a vest, exactly. But it's connected to a chain that's chained in the basement. And it only lets him walk through certain parts of the house. Because apparently the the girl is afraid of being attacked in her sleep. Right. Um, and when they meet the girl, she's in a she's in a panic. So she's like in this like catatonic state. She's just sitting on the floor with her hands over her eyes, not moving, not talking. And the uncle says that this is how she gets, and that's why he wants someone to watch over her. But but you have but the only way that she'll let you stay is if you wear this vest. And like for me, that would have been a hard no. Yeah. Like no no right. way. <laughs> No way. And so I understand there are a lot of people that are like, this is so unrealistic. But but I don't I think like, you know, with the way uh, Jonathan French's character was like emotionally and mentally, he wasn't he wasn't making good choices. You know, no, like he showed up to the job with no luggage. And yeah, like to me that I mean, I might five be an days. overpacker, but five days without <laughs> Like a toothbrush, a change of clothing, and a change of underwear. Something, I mean, yeah. Granola bar, I know. nothing. He's not. I mean, he's not in the best mental state. Like clearly, um, and I think also though that he felt sorry for the girl. Like he mm. saw her, and you know, saw her like real distress. Yeah, and was like, someone needs to be here with her. And so there was like some genuine kindness there. I right. think that that influenced him. So he gets in the harness, which is just, you know, so dumb. It's so crazy. Yeah. I I like felt claustrophobia just watching the 
process. Like, it was just like, this is craziness. And of course, the girl has the key and he doesn't have access to the key. Well, it's kind of brilliantly written because the situation, and this is what I love about horror movies in general that are similar to this, is the situation continuously gets worse yeah. and worse in worse but not in dramatic ways in just subtle well, ways. well in the subtle ways that you know it's on an island and the dude can't yeah. swim yeah um he's got to be chained up yeah by um, the way yeah that's the chain doesn't reach the toilet no. so, <laughs> so it's all these different all these different scenarios that make that are minor but they make the the overall situation really and they bad. ratchet up the tension exactly for sure for exactly. sure and so like the first third half of the movie is him wandering this house and like think weird things happen like he's trying to sleep in his bed and this picture keeps falling yeah um and it keeps changing oh, yeah. position and it's the creepy woman with these like angry eyes yeah and, i mean and like things like there's movement in the shadows and i don't know how much of that was just my own imagination i mean the movie's very subtle in that way well i think that the picture falling is very that much the there's something going on in the house. Like yeah. there's something supernatural in addition to this guy having, you know, it just being a creepy issues. house. Yeah, being yeah. a creepy house. But there's seriously something supernatural. And the house on. was a another character in the movie. Yeah, the house definitely, itself. Definitely. I mean, it was it was so well done. And then you have the bunny. Yeah, the bunny. Oh man. So yeah, bunny. second act. Yeah. So second act is you know people are not who they seem to be, and he right. starts to have he starts to remember his past and his past involved the house and his the the guy who said it was his friend um and he has involvement in this family this completely crazy family the mother was like crazy yeah um and i don't know if the father was abusive i mean there's a lot of unanswered questions in this movie and i think that frustrates a lot of people a lot mm -hmm. of the negative reviews i read were like i didn't understand what was happening and not, none of this was resolved and i love that about this movie it's mm -hmm. not resolved like there's a lot of open questions things are not wrapped up neatly but what i found most fascinating was the girl olga was her name that you know you think that she's a victim you know and then eventually you start to see that change that she's not really the victim like she's part of this mm -hmm. she's involved in this somehow mm -hmm. um and then she becomes his nemesis like basically they, they're hunting she's hunting him right right mm -hmm. but he's chained up yeah, but he figures he figures Until he's, he's pretty not. clever. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty clever guy. He's pretty, pretty clever, clever guy. The way he gets out of it and the way they move through the house and it's it scared the crap out of it's me. It's a scary movie. And I have to say, like ninety percent of the time there's like just darkness happening and there's nothing in the darkness, but you're just so ratcheted up that you're so mm -hmm. you're, you're so sure tense. that there is you're something. sure that there is. And and on the occasions when there is, it is very powerful mm. like that's what i love about this movie is that it's restraint and it's subtlety and it makes for such powerful scares you mm. know and i think a lot of people it's the same um criticisms that they made of the witch right that it was a slow burn that it was too slow it was slow paced nothing was happening nothing was happening and people who make those complaints about these types of movies are just not paying attention they're, just, well, they're, just they're not paying attention yeah, they're just they are not too. paying attention because so much is happening mm -hmm. and it's terrifying well, the and fact that nothing's happening is part of what's happening too it's yeah like, it's but things are happening tension. things are happening like you know the story is moving forward it's just not moving forward in this linear way that you want everything clear and cut and dry you know and so i i really enjoyed the movie but i had to turn my closet light on to sleep <laughs> Like, so I kept looking cute. into the depths of that dark closet and seeing the mother. Oh my gosh, yeah. that mother, 
the mother scared me. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah. So what was... happened to the mother? So apparently the mother... Okay, so, you know, if you haven't watched this movie, these, there's super spoilers here. here okay, so... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Don't keep listening. If you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie because it's super worth... It's yeah. super worth... This is one of those movies that's really worth watching, not really knowing much about it and kind of discovering it as it's as it's revealed to you right. and like just being comfortable with that discomfort of not knowing what's happening and constantly being what what's going on who's this and, you know are, are are the forces in the house trying to hurt him or help him you know because there yeah. was some ambiguity there and i think in the end that they were trying to help him i think so too the mother the mother okay so the mother when she was alive was crazy there's these flashback scenes of the mother you know you know she's just she was kind of like maniacal like happy crazy you know like laughing and but in this like really mm -hmm. creepy way and apparently olga's father and uncle like lock, locked her up behind a wall like in the basement like just you know killed her I yeah. mean, by locking her like building a wall and just stuffing her behind it i forget the motivation behind that though there's something money i don't remember oh, it's always money something like that i don't know they were fighting with each other <coughs> excuse me you're going to edit this out right nope. now, Joel? Nope. <laughs> <coughs> 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 He's going to edit in fart sounds yeah covid <laughs> no it's just a little phlegm <clears throat> anyway so she's 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 killed so her corpse is behind this like false wall in right. the basement and that in the first scene is what the bunny was showing the girl olga olga so olga's looking for her mom yeah, I mean, I, we can assume that. Yeah. Like, it's not ever made explicit, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not explicit, you know, what role the bunny plays. But the bunny knows. The bunny knows. Yeah, the bunny knows. And the bunny also shows um, uh, Jonathan French's character. What's his name? Isaac. Isaac. Also shows Isaac where to find the mother's corpse. And right. the reason for that is because the mother's corpse has the key. The mother was like pretty evil she used to lock up her husband you know in that vest the reason the vest exists this is something that we should talk about the reason the vest exists is because apparently olga's father would sleepwalk right and so the idea behind the vest was to protect him from his sleepwalking so that he couldn't leave the house so that he couldn't get himself into trouble um and so that but but olga's father was also highly claustrophobic and so apparently olga's mother used to lock him up just for fun in the vest and you know and the reason that he committed suicide is because someone had locked him in the basement and wouldn't let him out and you know the there's a question as to who did that and it turns out that it was the brother based on you think so i think so. i think it was olga I think it was Olga. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it turns out that Isaac's character had been hired by the uncle to lock her father in the basement. And I think it was about money. It was about, like, getting rid of the father. Um, mm -hmm. The mother had already disappeared uh, a while ago. Um, and so he was... he. The, the flashbacks show him talking to Isaac, saying, look, the guy's claustrophobic. Just lock him in the basement. You don't have to do anything else. Like, you know, the idea is that he'll he'll kill himself yeah. or, you know. There was and some mention of insurance money at some point. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. But do you think 
so if it was Olga, then I had been thinking about the father being locked up in the vest and the chain doesn't reach Olga's room. Yeah. So was there some sort of abuse situation I mean, that there that kept the chain from, I think like, kept him from being there, which would the, give her motivation? Yes. I think yeah. that's, she's clearly abused. Like there was yeah. clearly oh, yeah. bad things had happened to her. So then why does she want to kill Isaac? I don't know. I don't know. I think that her uncle, my, my read of the movie was that her uncle put her up to it. Her that like when they had been speaking you know on the phone when things were going badly with isaac you know she called her uncle and they were clearly like you know partners yeah you know like that the reason that her uncle had sent isaac out there to quote unquote take care of her was not the real reason i think that they wanted to get rid of isaac yeah they wanted to kill isaac because isaac whether he remembered or not isaac had gone over to the house, had seen that the door was already locked, the father was already dead, had mm-hmm. written a note to say to, to warn him yeah, that his witness. brother mm-hmm. wanted yep. to hurt him, and he so he was a witness. He knew too much, and so I think the idea was to get him out there and for Olga to kill him to get rid of him, um, and she kind of botched it up, right? And I think it was convenient that he had this car accident where he had. Where he got this amnesia. It wasn't a car accident. He pushed him off the balcony. Oh, yeah, that's a, right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He, was, he was drinking on the balcony. Because he was oh, already yeah. a witness. So he yeah. just wanted to. And he to... pushed him off the balcony. And it's, he didn't die. He just got amnesia. And so now this was another attempt to kind of that's clean up right. that witness. Yeah. Did he but, think it was a car accident? Or did I just make up the whole car accident part? I don't know. I think he thought it was a car yeah, accident. Yeah, I think he might that have he thought yeah. That sounds familiar. Because, because the, fla- the pushing off the balcony the was a flashback. Right. And so the flashbacks were his memories coming back. Yeah. Um, and so and so Olga is not who she seems to be, right? And so then there's a period of time where she's basically hunting him with a crossbow. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and he's hiding in various places. And it seems pretty clear that the house is trying to help him, you know, f- find places to hide and get away from Olga. Right, right. But in a really terrifying way, not in a, mm, you yeah. know, well-lit and, um, <laughs> you know, still on a like, non-creepy, like, come this way, exit. <laughs> you know, but but anyway, so that, and then, and then we can talk about the ending, because the ending is so good. I love the ending, right? So he, he does manage to get away. At some point, he's able to get the vest on Olga, so Olga's the one that's now stuck She's in a catatonic state, and he takes advantage of that, and he puts the vest yeah, he on puts her. The vest on her. He finds the key, by the way, because it's on the corpse, the mother's corpse. Mm-hmm. It's around her neck, and the bunny leads him to the mother's corpse. Right. And so he reaches in there and takes the key out, and that's got to be one of one of the most harrowing scenes. Yeah, yeah it's right? pretty gross. Um, because she's that corpse was really well done, and yeah. I, is, you think that was an actual actress that just they made her up? To yeah. Look like yeah. A oh, yeah. She did a good job. Yeah, it was a good. It was like, good. It was really good practical effects. Yeah. This was a very low budget. Yeah. Film, there were no digital so effects, right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So she she did a good job. But anyway, he was able to get himself out of it. Blah blah blah. The corpse like helped him in this like really creepy, terrible way. <laughs> yeah. It was almost <laughs> like, like the mom was trying to help. Yeah. For some yeah. reason. But yeah. But but so and then or the mom um, was in the bunny and then the uncle gets locked in the basement by Olga, which is why I think Olga locked the father in the basement. She shoots him and locks him in the basement. The uncle, mm-hmm. you know, and the 
the uncle's like really mean and rude to her and like clearly there's been some kind of abuse there and so yep. you can understand why she would do that and then the corpse attacks him but it's in a very subtle way this is not like um the conjuring three the not like the maori warrior zombie <laughs> corpse right right this is super subtle you don't you don't see the corpse move like you might you might see i think at the end you saw just her eye peeking out around the corner of the basement well, so yeah it. it's like she you had been shuffling. behind the wall and that's right. how where isaac had ended up by like scooting through his hiding from olga his yeah. closet or something he ended up There's like, like secret passages in the secret passage ended yeah. up right next to her the mother's and corpse. they tracked him down the uncle yeah assumed that it was isaac behind Making the wall the noise. and then you just see this um this uh, knife blade cutting through cutting the through, drywall. Yeah, and so he assumes that it's yeah, Isaac. Yeah, but then Isaac talks but we to know him over the Isaac intercom. Yep, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so then good. you're like, oh crap, that's the mother. <laughs> and you just hear shuffling and it's Oof. all very subtly done. And you never see the corpse attacking him ever, but you just hear him screaming. I mean, mm -hmm. the subtlety is yeah. just gorgeous. It's beautiful. And leaving it to your imagination is so much worse than actually seeing mm -hmm. it, at least yeah. for me. For me, it's so much worse. Well, let me talk let me talk about this bunny. Yeah. The so bunny. the bunny, uh, whether the bunny was the mom or what role the bunny played, the bunny had a very spooky impact on the entire movie. It it it, it was sort of the sort of this supernatural catalyst to moving the plot forward yeah and and it and it caught isaac's eye and it you know was clearly working with the girl because the girl would like hold it up into places and you know it would react by playing its drum but so this isn't going to be a typical uh, nightmares notes because there isn't any kind of social commentary <laughs> really for this film but I, I was really kind of fascinated by the the bunny itself and so i started looking up where that falls into Irish folklore. And so I found this website called Trans Celtic and this article called The Importance of the Hair in Celtic Belief in Our Duty to Protect All Wildlife. All right, so let me just read this quote. Celtic peoples looked on the hare as a creature with supernatural powers. This lonely creature was admired for strength, speed, and was noted for being active at night and associated with the moon. They were seen as mysterious and magical, so thought of as an animal to be treated with caution. When the Romans invaded the British Isles, Julius Caesar made the observation that the Celtic people did not regard it lawful to eat the hare. In Ireland, the animal's association with women from the other world who could shapeshift. See, it was the mom. The woman could shapeshift into the form of a hare, also made eating them taboo. Its significance in Ireland was shown when, for many years, the Irish hare was depicted on the pre-decimal coin, the three-penny piece. The hare was also featured in the mythology of other cultures for thousands of years. So that really kind of does say that maybe the, the bunny was the mom incarnate um, their mom's soul yeah yeah so then i found this other article that was super interesting basically just talking about why there are so many bunnies in scary movies and they interviewed jordan peele because both in us and get out there's yeah. rabbits significant play significant parts of the plot i don't remember that from us but i didn't like us but 
Jordan Peele wrote about this. He, he commented, he writes, quote, they're an animal of duality, he said. They're adorable, but they terrified me at the same time. And they've got those scissor-like ears that creep me out. That's Jordan Peele saying that, mm-hmm. director, writer, Jordan Peele. And he says, rabbits are supposed to be cute on paper. They're adorable, lovable rabbits, he said. Have you ever gotten close to a rabbit? You can tell in their eyes that they have a brain of a sociopath. If you put a rabbit brain in a human body, you've got Michael Myers, the killer. They have no empathy. <laughs> so, I think he's expecting a little too much from a poor bunny rabbit. <laughs> but I used, yeah, I used to raise rabbits, and I totally—they have these soulless eyes that look look at you. And you remember in the witch, the the goat, the, but she's also a hare. Oh yeah, that's right. The witch Is it because their eyes are like hair. that pinkish red yeah. color. Not all of them. Not all of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they all the albino. No, 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 no. Rabbits. Oh. They're just like these black orbs. But the bunny in in uh, this movie was had very much human eyes. Human eyes. eyes. Very human eyes, which is super spooky. It's cute. Oh man. (laughs) So if if you can get your hands on one of those demented rabbit props, and you have no money, um, then. You and a dilapidated, isolated. <laughs> you, got a, you got yourself a movie. Yeah, yeah, you've got a movie. I mean, I it guess. was also a children's <laughs> toy, you know. So it has this like symbol of innocence. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like what Jordan Peele says. You know, on paper they're really cute and cuddly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this one was well done. Hmm. Good job, Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I do think that with this film, you, Tata Ranchula said the the house and the rabbit are like additional characters or set pieces. Yeah. And for me, those set pieces are really important, much more so because there are no special effects, but also because of the like unconventional narrative or lack of narrative, <laughs> um, the like ambiguous nature of the story and the plot. You still have these like well executed visuals yeah of so you've got this house and the colors and the way that they're filming it um, the cinematography so you have this dilapidated isolated house um, in the middle of the woods and it's obviously not being cared for and Sheila O'Malley from uh, Roger Ebert's website in her review says Damien Draven's production design is a huge contribution to it being a character the interior appears to be reverting to nature the lake water the vines the surrounding trees all pushing to reclaim it you can practically smell the dank air in that house and then the fact that the whole first act is just isaac sort of wandering wandering around in that house Mm. um yeah and it's even with his character it sort of mirrors this there's no vitality yeah. Um, to the house there's no vitality to him and then that's also mirrored in the sound design which um, sometimes will linger with no sound yeah on an unmoving like low lit for minutes yeah no Feels sound like minutes i know that, that nothing was is powerful. happening and it does build the tension if you're paying attention yeah um, if you're waiting for the music to cue you that does not always happen mm-hmm. right <laughs> Um, and the other thing is the the harness, which creates this physical limitation of the of 
Isaac, but then also of Olga. And it forces him to act and move in ways that are really unnatural, like to his body, like in that first scene where he's trying to sleep in the bed. And you're like, well, how do you do that? There's like a chain on my back and there's all these buckles in the front. And then there's a painting that just keeps like flipping itself off the wall. Um, he can't reach the toilet like we said also there's like he's really just channeling like the same sort of isolated feeling that the house has Um, like he doesn't eat he doesn't do any like human activities in this movie no one eats no one eats anything the dog eats yeah the dog the The dog is outside where there's light but also chained he's chained yeah Yeah, but like for me that's seeing the dog under the light with the trees it's just such a visual contrast where i feel like when he was out there on the porch i could breathe a little bit better than when he's inside the house i'm like why why not just spend the whole time on the porch then i would just sit out there with the dog you know yeah yeah so i think like as far as recipe corner goes like uh, i would be hard pressed to make a film like this because I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't so much about writing, though. A lot of it was just the atmosphere and lighting. And you you mean, we, we've we had some experience with when we did erase, Eraserhead. Like, li- lighting was a very important part of that movie. And yeah. Lighting and was, they use a lot of natural light in this movie. I think they didn't have a choice because they were filming on on location these were not sound stages that they were filming in right right so they had to use the light that was there they did i think they call that practical lighting <laughs> practical, practical lighting, lighting. it's um, natural light right practical that's what, lighting that's what they call it when the light yeah, I mean, light source is in, in the witch too I, I think there's a place for both obviously <laughs> but it works really well in this film and i think that the director um and the production team use it to their advantage yeah. um where like strong like harsh or contrasty light could tell a different story or maybe heighten things in a certain way yeah it would be a different film i it think uh, maybe not as quiet and so maybe it could work either way but they maybe didn't yeah. have the budget but I, I think this movie was about creating an atmosphere and you we could do that i yeah. don't i mean there were clearly like plot holes <laughs> you know oh like, yeah oh yeah so it wasn't so much about having this like watertight plot <laughs> but more about creating this like s- this sense of dread and this atmosphere of menace and right and i think that's what an ambiguity i think that's what so many movies that are similar to this and a lot of movies do it way better because they have you know better there's fewer plot holes and they have better writing, but I mean, that that's the sense of dread. If that's what, if that was what dude was trying to do, McCarthy was trying to achieve. He, he did nailed it. it. He nailed it. <laughs> but what about that ending? Cause we haven't talked about the ending yet. Right. So the ending is, you know, he gets away from Olga and he go, he's outside. He's like crawled through this like ditch or hole from the house. Right. Um, it's like, it's almost like giving birth, like the house mm-hmm. gave birth to him and he's like free goes and he frees the dog yeah, from his chain right, right? he goes and dog. he takes yeah. the dog yeah and he looks back at the house and olga standing on the porch she's chained up um she doesn't have access to the key and they just look at each other and you can see from that look that olga is not an innocent like no she's, she's totally um yeah. yeah she's yeah and that that's how the movie ends you know the idea is that he is free and he goes and olga is stuck her 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 uncle is in the basement supposedly getting 
killed by the ghost killed of the by mom. the ghost of the mom <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and you i guess you assume that the same thing's going to happen to olga and that she kind of had it coming and mm-hmm. you know that whole you know that's the end of that family and that house so it really backfired the, their whole plans and you know dude who was sort of the victim from the beginning because he well he he volunteered to kill the father but then he changed but his then, mind. But, but then he didn't get the chance. Because yeah. remember, Olga already did But he did wasn't it. going to. Yeah. He wrote the note. That's right. He was going to back out. Yeah, He's like, he's, this is crazy. He said, but then your it brother wants happened. to harm you. Yeah. He wrote a note to the father, but the father at that point was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I thought the ending was great. I really I really enjoyed that ending. Yeah, um, it was a great. It's just left ambiguous as to what happens. Does mm-hmm. he go? Does he call the police? Do the police yeah, come and do? free Olga and find the uncle in the basement does he just never say anything to anyone yeah they didn't show him get him on the boat or anything nothing that was just the end it's just the final girl yeah he frees the dog and Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that and yeah i enjoyed that it was a good it was a good movie yeah it was a really good movie yeah yeah so elegantly subtle i just that kind of restraint i admire it so much okay but i have to say one thing though because there is a part that just irks about, me. Oh. Yes, the hat. It just, it is so that little bit of humor. Cheesy. No, I love so it. So he's behind the wall. He's with like, the corpse. With the corpse. It's when the he's like trying to get away from moving. Olga. Yeah, that's fine or whatever. But <laughs> so he's like down there behind the wall. Um, and then Olga and the brother he's are cutting. after him. He's and trying to get out. Yeah, he's like. He's the camera's the on him, and then you see him like look over his shoulder There's and rustling. he sees the corpse. <laughs> so the camera is going back and forth between him and the corpse, and you can see that he's getting like a little bit freaked out as he's trying to cut, and so he just like can't stand looking at the corpse's face with the eyes. So he takes his own hat off and puts it on her face over her head, and he's cutting, and he hears something, and he looks over, and the hat has twisted on her head and there's a hole right where her eye is it is like the cheesiest thing uh, i've I ever it. seen it, it was humor in a moment of high tension yeah i liked it i thought it was good yeah i was I, like it just I broke it, it for cheesy. me it's, but you know it was in, in it was in keeping with the mother's character the mother was this like prankster right kind of like an mm. evil like maniacal prankster and like she, in in her in her corpse had this like crazy smile on its face. Like this is what I think um, our listeners, you know, if you've watched the movie, then you've, you've seen it, but she, the corpse has this smile on its face. It's It's not just like, um, not just a normal corpse. (laughs) I mean, not that I know what a normal corpse looks like. I have a lot of experience. Have you been to a funeral? (gasps) Not open casket. Catholics don't have no open caskets. No. No one in my family dies. So, Oh. oh, vampires. <laughs> anyway, the, the corpse has that maniacal, like, and so there was already that kind of sense of, like, like impish, pranksterish, right? Mm. And she had already been moving. Like, her head had moved, her body had moved, right? Yeah. In these really subtle ways. That, so, but that wasn't subtle. And everything else was, in the film has been subtle. subtle. And so it just yeah. stuck out to me as yeah. there wasn't any other thing like that it was i needed to happen two other times and i'll buy it it was funny Mm. and it broke the tension for me Mm -hmm. and but also still scared me i was like what is she gonna do now like what is she gonna do now i was like get out of there (laughs) like is she trying to help him or hurt him we don't know like she's obviously like enjoying his predicament you know yeah when she's a corpse but (laughs) (laughs) do you think that if you were a corpse you would enjoy that 
I mean, I don't know. I hope I don't torment people. She tormented him. She tormented she the father. Like she was. She was a tormentor. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I think I'd rather just be a a dementor, a regular <laughs> corpse. You know, the kind that just lays around and does nothing. Mm, okay. I I aspire to that right now, actually. <laughs> At this well, moment. On that note, sounds pretty good. How would you rate this? Tatarantula, oh, scary Angela. I think this is a nine for me. I mean, I don't know. Do, do I even have any tens? I think this would be a ten for me. I enjoyed it. It scared me. It did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it was good. There's I'd, no perfect movies. I'd give it but, an eight. Yeah, eight's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. It was an excellent movie. It was an excellent movie. Yeah, I mean, I, and I try. I think with for this movie, I think what the director was trying to do, I could sort of disregard the plot holes because it wasn't necessarily wasn't about, about that. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily about all the pieces being connected because. In the dude's brain with his amnesia, nothing was connected. Nothing made sense. Nothing made mm, sense. So yeah. there's parts that didn't need to be, the viewer didn't need to know exactly everything because the guy, Isaac, was kind of, you know, out in the world. He didn't know everything either. So Yeah, but and I kind of like the ambiguity of wondering, okay, yeah. you know, maybe who right. did what and what happened when and right. you know, like having everything neatly wrapped up. I understand that that can be satisfying, but um it can also be satisfying to to talk about it and analyze and think. True. You know, have theories. Cheyennegans. Yeah, that's interesting that that you say that to put the viewer in the the place um, what Isaac is experiencing to yeah. sort of unnerve you. And I had read this quote by um, a guy named Guy Lodge. It's not a great name. <laughs> um, so he had a review in Variety that's uh, that says um, it's the shape shifting mind games of the director's own narrative that most unnerve the viewer as seemingly fixed plot points of who is under threat and when and why and so on keep darting out of sight. And and it's true. Yeah. It, it does sort of like who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, yeah. who's who should we root for? And so then you're left sort of feeling like Well, because you start uneasy. rooting for Isaac as the victim. Like he's like, what is it? What are we like the dude's hard up. He's got mental illness, yeah. whatever. And he's gonna go out there. And then you start to realize that Isaac has this huge history with the place and right. you start to look at him as the victimizer. Yeah. yeah. But then that switches again. And yep. then you, you, you know, you, you see Olga as the victim as well. But then you realize yeah. in the end that Olga is like she was the partners. brains of the, yeah. the whole outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Good yeah, movie. that makes me feel a little bit uneasy because I, I want to naturally I want to relate to someone um, maybe the dog. Like I'm rooting for the dog now. Well, and I think that was I think that was sort of was like the dog's purpose because they went back to the dog mm -hmm. multiple times in yeah. the film and to show the dog like you Poor know dog. chilling. Yeah. So, so maybe I guess I would give it like a seven or an eight. Uh, yeah. yeah. Seven <laughs> or eight. I mean there's just so many reasons to not no as Isaac just don't don't go to the job yeah, don't, or like don't um, okay you're you're at the place just don't put on Get the back harness. in the boat yeah okay you're in the harness don't go into the cellar yeah. like d there's so many don'ts that i'm like uh, okay i know the bunny is telling you to do this but just yeah. don't do it yeah. <laughs> he just right? yeah. keeps doing everything leave the house yeah well i think your uh your choice number two was much better than yeah, your choice out. number one yeah worked out well
Yeah. I'm still mad about Malignant. <laughs> I guess we'll never give away the secret. Yeah. To Malignant? Yeah. Oh, God. Mm, yeah. Just don't watch it, people. Well, I, they, I bet the trailer, I've never watched the trailer for it, but I bet it gives I, it away. It doesn't. Trailer, so. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Watch the trailer. That's why I wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> it's hilarious. a good trailer. Watch the trailer. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies, we're going to wrap it up. Whose Y'all turn got... is it next? Yeah, whose turn? I don't know. Years? Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. Really? Yep. I think so. Already? Yep. Because I luck. did, well, I basically did The Conjuring 3. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. What are you going to pick? Something um, fluffy. Constantine. Oh, Lord. Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm interested because Night- Nightmare doesn't like um, the Jordan Peele movies. No, I don't. Well, he liked. Um, I liked Get Out. Get Out. I, I liked Us. Us was good. I did too. Ooh, so good. That um, was dumb. I think I'm I'm taking a break from the psychological films. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll pick one of the ones that um, Nightmare is watching this this month. Maybe mm-hmm. something good will come up. Maybe I'll pick Wolf House. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know what's Wolf House. It's this crazy animated movie. Oh, did I see part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good good. one. It's good. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. If any um, listeners have any suggestions. Please. For movies. Send them our way. I would would love to take take on something new and different. Yeah, you could reach us at littlehouseonthescary at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at at Little House on the Scary Podcast. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, all of them. Um, but reach out, you know, shoot us up and uh, hit us up and not shoot us up. Please don't shoot us up. <laughs> but hit us, <laughs> hit us up on uh, social media and interact and give us a shout out and we will give you a shout out. So that's great. That was great. That was a good choice. I'm happy that we had a successful movie and we didn't have to talk about Malignant. So no offense (laughs) to the director of Malignant, but your movie was bad. Terrible. All right, folks. Happy Halloween. Happy Happy October. And maybe we'll do a, uh, maybe I'll do a A special special episode, Halloween episode. episode. Yeah. On The Exorcist? We've never talked about The Exorcist. Maybe. How are we going to fit all of this in? We have to go trick-or-treating too. We could do it. Yeah, pretty heavy movie. May maybe I'll bring the recorder when we go on the haunted Hogtown bicycle tour. Oh yeah, cross promotion. Gainesville here. history by Gainesville. I gotta get a costume. Yeah, yep. costumes. I want to do the malignant. <laughs> <laughs> it's paper mache. You're just gonna recycle your bee costume some, again. I yeah. feel like I could just put a doll on my back. Oh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Bleep that out. We'll caught you on the flippity flip. Don't watch Malignant. (laughs) 